You are listening to a no-show radio production. Mind your ears while we unpack the unusual. After the quiet of a thousand nights falls upon your ears, an idea will betray you. Your secrets are not yours alone. An abyss opens beneath your cradle, and the torch will sputter into darkness. You will hold the myth of life in your hands, and you will drive the chariot of winter. on Soul Story. The Faded concluded their trip at the Star Theater. Jared managed to break back into the theater, proving his worth to his friends, and of course, Bijou Bijou. Al gained a part-time job as a tailor for the performers. Due to Jared and Felix's hard work, they won the scavenger hunt. They met Madame Nolet, Al earned a kiss, and now they all have a photo to immortalize their night out. What does the future hold? Listen, and you may just find out. Welcome to Soul Story, a Through the Breach actual play podcast set in the world of Malifaux. Today I'm joined by... Moose, playing Felix. Spencer, playing Jared. Bam Bam, playing Albert Long. And I'm Alex, and I'll be your Fate Master today. Okay, so for the listeners, it's not really been that long. But for us, it's been a fucking while. Uh, the... The last time we played was the Star Theater. I I want there to be a time before we kick off our next story. I want there to be this moment where you, everyone gets a chance to relax a little bit. Not like Star Theater relax, but just kind of go about their lives. So I'm going to say it's probably about a week, a span of time. You guys have told me what uh what things your characters would do so i have them listed out i have a few shenanigans planned but i think something i keep forgetting all the time so far in one game is that we have two people who are under the brilliance condition mm-hmm. so we have felix at brilliance one condition al at brilliance two condition uh i'm gonna say technically each stay is supposed to have a check you're supposed to do a what is it a centering centering challenge with a target number of 10 how i'm going to do it though instead of making you flip seven times for each event that we do with you guys today we're gonna have you flip and at each event you can also take a chance to doctor it if you so desire uh the house rule that i made was that you can only try to cure yourself once a day using doctoring challenge the other thing to remember uh, there's the downside of being cured is that for as many brilliance you are cured you are going to take that much damage as the hungering darkness nibbles on you just a little bit i think we are going to start with dr felix hyde a day a day e. E. it is a we'll say the first 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 day after a star theater okay what a marvelous show it was what a marvelous madame nole in her all of her grandeur um, Even though she had that weird moment uh, with, with, with the water. With that water, I'm sure and, it's fine. and that was pretty bad. It's fine. Um, yeah, so, I wonder who did that. I don't, I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> I just flipped a uh, 13 of tomes. 
So that plus my sentry would be a 17 of tones. Killer, you totally are like, I don't need it that bad. However, because you don't have the itch at the moment where you were feeling euphoria and you felt like you could tackle the world and particularly mechanically, you were had a bonus to your academic and crafting skills. Yep. Now that you're crashing a little bit, <laughs> you now have suffer a negative flip okay. to your academic and crafting. Hmm. You still have brilliance one, and the only way to get rid of that is through doctoring. Okay. So, I think I had mentioned at the Star Theater, I was trying to figure out what was wrong with Al. May mm-hmm. I make said check now? having stabilized a little bit from the euphoria, like, oh, hey, this feels odd. Like, I literally came off of a high. Yeah, and I, I would even say that you know you're going through withdrawals right now. Oh, cool. So, okay. I, you probably don't know exactly from what, but you can do, how, do, how what kind of check do you want to do to see if you know? Uh, well, I, I would do a, a doctor check to see what is wrong with, like, if, if I'm coming down from, if this is withdrawal, I know I need to possibly get the leeches, but I'm dead, okay. so I don't have any leeches to leech me. Um, ghost leeches. Ghost leeches. They're very rare, you see. Um, <laughs> okay, so I will perform a doctor check to try to discern what is wrong with me, I guess. Okay. And that's Sounds good. Minus one. Because it's okay, an academic. Okay, it's academic. Oh no. I'll, I'll keep us straight. Don't worry. Um... So, I just flipped a seven of masks plus five doctor, because it's reduced by one. So that would Mm -hmm. be a twelve of masks. Is that high enough, dear DM mistress? I'm going to say that's high enough for you to kind of figure out what's going on. In the sense that you, you yourself haven't seen a whole lot of brilliance come through. Usually when people get hooked, they don't stay in the guild too long. Got it. I'm going to say that you, you are fairly knowledgeable of the illicit drugs that are about town. And you were at the honeypot. So I'm going to say that you are at least were aware that you probably had contact with Brilliance. Okay. And, and that while you aren't as hooked as some of the horror stories that you know, you would be able to tell like, oh, snap. That's, that's what this is about. Okay. Sweet. So we know we have the Brill. Would you like me to... So since I have history with the Brill, would I know how to kind of detox it? You know, I would say that you could probably give your best guess. Okay. Uh, I think the other house rule that we had was that you have a bonus flip to healing others, but you had a straight flip for for yourself. Yep. Well, you know what? It's time to be the undead doctor that my mom always wanted me to be. And see if I can fix this. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. Doctoring the dead. Ew, that's not very that's not very good. Um, well a doctor check is five most of the time. I don't know if this still holds the same ten that you had earlier for the the not tweaking check. Um, if so, that's still okay, because that would be an eight of tomes. Uh, so the nice thing about failing the doctor check is I'm not going to have anything go wrong if you don't make it. Like, you're not going to get more brilliance or anything. It's just that you are like, mm, damn, those ghost leeches. That sucks. The target number you need is 14. Wow. Okay. Here we go. It, so, is, it is high. Okay. Well, did not get that. So. so oops. I, I'm going to say, <laughs> uh, 
you can describe it after I kind of tell you what just happened. Maybe you pulled the wrong book. Maybe you just poked the wrong vein. Ghostly vein. Maybe just ghost medicine's a little harder than you than you remember being human med- medicine being. Damn you, ghost body. Um, <laughs> he, will, he will snort a little bit and like, God, I knew my physiology so well and now look at me. What have I become? Ugh. Melodrama. A monster! <laughs> a monster! <laughs> Brand. Um, <laughs> okay, well, uh, Felix Hyde. That's Felix Hyde's morning. Uh, utter yes. disappointment and loss of euphoria. So, like day-to-day life, this is great. <laughs> no big. No big. What would you like to do today, Felix? Um, so, Felix would uh, investigate the Gibson Manor. He would uh, probably fill the rest of his morning with some frivolous, you know, trying to understand what being a ghost doctor is. He's probably going to read a couple more books, try to pass the time, try to figure out what went wrong, even though he won't. Kind of meander about the streets because we had a little bit of our, you know, human self return ever so slightly. We're a little less ghoulish now. Um, And then we will explore the Gibson Manor, seeking out information about our fair, silky Delilah. Oh, Delilah. We'll kick you there evening-ish. Okay. Because it is such a such a piece of work, this Gibson house, this Gibson manor. We are going to push it off to the side. Bye-bye. We're going to have some fun in it. Okay. But it's, it's going to be special one-on-one time. Just <gasps> you and me, Moose. Oh, my body is ready. Mine too. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> We're going to say that you, so you spend your morning, afternoon, books... Peopling, kind of peopling. Yeah, trying to Going where the people are. Yeah. I want to be where the people are. I want to see, want to see him living? Question mark. (laughs) (laughs) And then we'll cap off your evening with the Gibson house. My favorite nightcap. Haunted mansion. Of course. Oh, it's the next day. Yes. How are you feeling? Um... I mean, what are, just remind me again in terms of, like, the effects of, like, with, like, the brilliance, like, having, like, the brilliance effects. Um, yes. So, you're at the euphoric state, so you are pretty jazzed, you're pretty pumped, and the natural outcome, apparently, by being all hopped up, is that you have a lot of focus, so your academic skills and your crafting skills have a plus flip. But otherwise, you're just a little bouncy. A little... Go, go, go. Paint the room. Let's do things. Oh, so I'm feeling fucking great. Yeah, bud. I was ready to go. <laughs> what would Al like to do uh, today? Oh, before then, let's go ahead and check that brilliance while we're talking about it. Give me a centering check. Yeah, man. Let's fucking... Ooh. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> oh, shit. Why? Always. Um. <laughs> so... We got, uh, oh shit. Now I have to remember these again. This is a two of crows. Okay, so two of crows. Two of crows. Buddy. <laughs> oh man. Oh jeez. I hope you're ready. Mm. You're feeling good and you want to feel better. <laughs> oh no. Bye bye. Uh oh. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to say whatever. Uh, you're, you're able to kind of keep it together. For the moment, because it's also daytime right now. No one's going to be there. You're just going to have to bide your time until you can sneak your way back to the honeypot to maybe find a little 
little honey. <laughs> Chew your cuticles. I know it works. Okay, okay. Oh, shit. Oh, God. So, Thousand is getting himself into trouble tonight. Biding your time. What would you like to do? Um, Yeah, so biding your time being, you know, all just like hyped up on like just this this high, one could say. Um, uh, I guess like, you know, with like putting his, you know, clothes and stuff together and uh, putting on like his um, the waistcoat and like feeling the cards. I think that'd be like his like, ooh. You know, like, oh, uh, you know, Felix, he, he knows he knows magic. Ooh, I'm going to learn some magic today. And just kind of, uh, you know, go on a nice little skip down. Um, I imagine he still remembers where his house or and or office was, or at least where he had... His flat, if you will. Ooh. Yeah, I easy peasy. You hung out there, was trying to learn words at one point. Um, yeah, so, like, he'll show up and... Um, you know, quite, like, energetic, but I imagine to Felix very annoyingly. Kind of like, you know, do, like, you know, a bunch of taps on the door rather than just a normal knock. You know, like a little rhythm there. <laughs> like, hello? There's a there's a pause. There is no answer. There's just a pause. Uh, hello? You in there? Hey, buddy. You hear sort of, like, the the chair sort of groan and then puts on the, like, on the, like, on the floor. Very, very soft ghost steps. They, they kind of, ooh, along the way. <laughs> but uh, Felix opens the door, like, just with this look of puzzlement on his face, like, Mr. Long, what can I do for you? Felix, my man. How's it going? You look great. Still dead. How are you? Yeah, yeah, that's a, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. How is that working out for you? I imagine it's, it's, uh, it's, it's weird. <laughs> But good weird, huh? <laughs> uh, Felix uh, kind of braces his hand to get, like, it, the door hasn't really started to close, but you can kind of feel, like, it's an object in motion. It wants to remain in motion. <laughs> As he's like, oh, it's great to see you. Um, thanks for stopping by. Oh, no. oh, wait, wait, wait. He'll pause, like. Uh, Felix, hey, 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 why I'm here. You know, I just, uh... <laughs> Just thinking, you know, hang out, and, uh, you know, in the meantime, you can show me some of the stuff. Huh? Felix is gonna look. Um, can I make a doctor check to see if perhaps we were all given brilliance? Like, he's acting weird. Can I? I'm like, what the? Yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it, doctor. Okay. Why are there so many I'm just, cards like, picturing there? Al at the door, like, <laughs> like one of those, like, just all scratchy. He's like, hey, man, how's it going? <laughs> um, so I think I, of fucking just Dave Chappelle. <laughs> I have a 12 of tomes to see if he has the brill. I think so. I think you're able to recognize, like, man, he looks how I felt yesterday. Hmm. Uh, oh, uh, well, Mr. Long, you see, he gets really close to your face. I don't have the stuff you're looking for, and you really shouldn't go back there. And he's going to start rattling off all of the things that Brilliance will do to you, and why it's not okay, and why you need to find help. And he is the help you need. Oh, don't worry, Miss. Come, 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 come. I still have real leeches. And he's going to bring you inside and close the door. Uh, I imagine, like, because you kind of, like, pull him, like, inside. Yeah. I was like, like in the pool, like just kind of like it's like not like under his breath. I was like, I, I was just talking about magic. <laughs> so I guess this is the time. I mean, Felix will start administering the leeches. Um, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to administer. I'm gonna try to have them suck out the poison. 
Become brilliant leeches, then sell them. Profit. Ooh. Profit. <laughs> sell them back to Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you're not going to be in pain, Mr. Long, but you're not going to oh, be healed either. That's good. I only got a nine of tomes. <laughs> uh, you have your bonus flip because you're healing someone else. I already did. Oh, bummer. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, it's a rough night. Okay. It's okay. You have leeches on you, so now you can talk to me about magic. Because I think they're working great, but they aren't. <laughs> and then so Al, covered in leeches, is like, so is this like, is this like how it all starts? Like you get all leeched up and then it just starts flowing through you and you can, you know, make the, the, little, the little guys and they shoot stuff, huh? Oh, no, that, that, no, um... Mr. Long, that, that is not how magic happens. Leeches do not give you magic. They reduce oh. toxins and make you healthy. They balance the humors. Magic comes from many other things. Um, for me, and he's going to pull out his blueprints, my magic came from these. It, it's a different magic than what... Wait, wait magic... Why do you want to learn magic? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look, look. I got these. And I'll pull out like, the card and kind of like spread them in his hand. He goes, fancy, huh? Uh, do I see anything special about them? I think at this point it's canon that you see the backing of them, but there's nothing on the like the number side of them. Okay, I just want to make sure what was canon and what wasn't. They're, they're lovely, Mr. Long. I, I don't know what I'm supposed to be looking at. Well, oh, come on. I... Look, I get it, I get the jokes, but you gotta know what this stuff says. They're blank, Mr. Long. And I kind of like look him like over and stuff. He's like, oh, jeez. Yo, these leeches are really doing something. Well, well I'm sure they are. I, I am a doctor. Uh, but Mr. Long, magic works differently for everyone. Just because you can see magic in these, he'll kind of look him over in the plague, these... Swindler's cards um, doesn't mean, and because I can't, doesn't mean that the magic isn't there. Um, what sort of effects does it produce? What what can you do? So remember that awesome water thing that we saw, you know, during the show. <sighs> yeah, you know. <laughs> oh, oh, the that. <laughs> and like straighten up, you know, like he's proud of himself. Uh oh, Mister Long, that lovely display of illusion and aquamancy yes <laughs> yes uh, Felix is going to like that there there pat on Albert Long's hand like it was brilliant <laughs> what just just stupendous I I've never seen magic of its like Felix as you touch Al you you kind of remember a little bit the feeling at the Star Theater, but this this contact really brings to life the fact that he has his own magical scent now. <gasps> I smell you. And mm -hmm. Al, BB, what yes. is that? What what is your magic like? What's that sensation? It is. It is like the like you know the sweet smell of like roses or like rose petals, but with like a hint of gunpowder as if the petals themselves have been singed, but they still have that sweet aroma to them. God, you silly romantics, you. <laughs> <laughs> Does Felix say that? <laughs> uh, yes, actually he would. 
and that would be completely out of context for Al, but he's going to say it anyway. He'll probably, you know, because he's so hype right now, and also because he's Al, look at the leeches back at Felix and be like, oh, so that's what this is about. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Al, I'm not interested in the hoo- the, the dangers. I need the hoo-hahs. Um, <laughs> I don't know exactly how... You came about magic, Mr. Long, but if you're looking for instruction, I am by no means a teacher. Now, if you want to know the, you know, physiology of the human being, I can tell you where your organs lie and how to dissect yourself, if that's of use. Oh, don't worry, I know where my organs lie. Uh, oh. Uh, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> uh, this Let's go back to this thing that I hate. Stop it. This is, uh, this is great. <laughs> Felix is feeling great about life. He wishes he was still an evil ghost. It's fine. Um... <laughs> He can still find that evil ghost. You wait. <laughs> I just, Felix, I, 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 I know the things that you do. You know, like, how do you, do you just, like, point and say stuff? Do you just like look really hard? Do you? I click my heels together three times and wish for home. No, huh. uh, no Mister Long, magic. <laughs> I, I feel thing. How do I explain this? Being dead has changed many things for me. It, magic, my magic naturally comes, whereas yours will too. It's it's not an action. It's it's not something that. What works for me won't work for you. I I can show you the ways of summoning, you know, frost. You know, hoarfrost gaiman, but. You won't be able to do what I do because you're not me. Does that make sense? Uh, like this. Have Have you been working on your studies? How How are you going with your reading? Uh, yeah. No, I. Oh, you were saying? <laughs> Felix is gonna <laughs> cock an eyebrow at this. Like, aha. Uh-huh. So magic is not like reading. I cannot give you such an easy-to-decipher tool, and suddenly you are a Shakespearean, you know, scholar. You have to learn on your own. What? Why don't you try producing magic here, right now? Produce magic on me. Produce it. And he stands open, open, open-armed, just, you know, (laughs) T-pose. Ready for it. Okay, yeah, yeah, um... Aquaman's me, Daddy. Uh, uh, just like anything? You just, just fire it out. I'm already dead. You can't hurt me. Baby, what I want you to give me is um, whichever magic skill that you have. Give it a, just flip it, add your modifiers, and whatever you flip, uh, there's going to be a result to it. Not like magic result. There's going to be something I tell you is the result. Ah, okie dokie. So this would be a uh, 10 of RAM. What would you like to be doing? What is your goal? I, so with like Al, like the last like actual magic thing he did in terms of like, you know, it was a visual effect. Um, and also since because of his brilliance, he's a little horned up. Oh. <laughs> was going to try to make Felix look like a woman. Oh God. Just, just, <laughs> just kind of like a, just visual wise, like, ha. Okay, well, this makes me really happy because at this point, it's going to become canon that Al just doesn't know what women look like. 
well as you dress in drag. You try. The makeup's a little askew. There's a wig now, but it's kind of like off on the side. And is that a dress? Is that a skirt? Oh god! What have you done to me? Beautiful. So uh, by, by casting this in between. The, the brilliance, maybe, between you just really wanting to show off and just a little bit of this extra guidance from Felix. You have some success in casting the spell. And due to this partial success, what I'm going to allow is that throughout the rest of this story arc, you will have an additional flip to your uh, whatever magic skill you just used. Nice. Uh, Felix is going to touch the wig. And how tactile is this? Like, I assume I'm getting that that feel of his magic, but is it actually there? It's not actually there. Okay. It's an illusion. It's an illusion. It's illusions, Michael. Felix is going to look it out and give him this kind of, like, dad, like, seriously, that's what you chose? Like, this is your life and this is what you're doing with it? We paid for your schooling? Um, <laughs> and he... He's gonna like try to shake it off. Can I can I disillusion myself, Michael? Yeah. Okay. I, I would say that you could probably just do a simple shake and it falls apart. It's not a it's not a strong spell. Okay. And well, I, I I want to cut this scene off oh. with a Seinfeld like riff of, of like oh shucks those two, those rascally guys. <laughs> and I'm gonna say that perhaps throughout the rest of this this afternoon. You guys maybe are trading spells. Like, give me a, a short synopsis of what the rest of this would be like. Not roleplay, just a short summary. Felix is going to try to teach him proper magic and give him some some pointers as to what, like, an applicable spell like defense magic. I, and that's what Felix is going to try to bequeath onto Al, if Al's even receptive to that. <laughs> I mean, I, I imagine, like, Al soaking up some of it. Um, but, of course, he is Al. He's also, you know, with his hyped up brilliance. So I imagine he, like, is taking some of it in, but also at various times just not taking it very seriously. Even though he definitely came here and said, please help me. He's just not <laughs> taking it very seriously. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say you cap off your day. You, you, you finish your lessons here. You're still feeling pretty jazzed. Like, wow, look at that cool spell I did. But boy, that brilliance sure sounds good about now yeah, and i just want a fun straight flip to see how your evening at the honeypot goes goodbye forever that is a nine of masks nine of masks okie dokie you are leaving good old dr hyde's office and as you're climbing down the stairs, all set and ready to go. You bump into a messenger boy. He's got his flat cap. He looks like a newspaper boy. And in his hands is a small box. It looks like a, like a candy box. And it's mm. purple and it has some gold filigree on it. Strike that. Purple with, or gold with purple filigree. No note. Okay. But he looks up at you. And his eyes have a blue shininess to them. Oh no. It's Skuma. Don't take it. <laughs> hey there, Mr. Long. Fresh delivery from Jacob Lynch himself. And he just shoves the box outwards to you for you to take. 
Oh, you said there's like a note attached to it? No note. Oh, okay. I was like, hey, real quick, can you read this? No, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, he'll, he'll take it and be like, uh, okay, that, thank you. Have a nice night. And he bounces off. Like, doesn't even wait for payment, just hands you this box. Um, so I would like, you know, to stand there for a moment, just be like, what the hell? Uh, and slowly open it. Inside, neatly placed in a little gold tissue papers, like in each little section, are sugar cubes. Oh, no. Also blue. While how you consumed brilliance wasn't in such a fashion, you know... This will do the trick. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Out of character, you now have ten doses of brilliance. Fuck. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you may describe how you spend your evening. I would highly recommend don't go for all of it. The idea is that um, next time you have an itch, you don't have to go to the honeypot. Um, that if you dose them out, you have ten days of, of use. Yeah, I imagine like uh, like with looking at them and like realizing what they are, uh, and like look back up towards uh, like Felix's like where he you know Felix's door or whatever mm-hmm. up in the stairs, because um, he keeps in one pocket the cards and the other pocket I imagine he'll like put them in there, uh, and then like find somewhere to kind of like dump the box and make his way, and if he gets that itch, he would pop one. You do have the itch for at least one. So, uh, your brilliance condition is now a brilliance three. Okay, Jared. Hi. Hi. Hi, buddy. What do you want to do? How are you feeling? So, uh, Jared is feeling out of sorts and out of place. So, while Al goes off with Felix on this first day, um, Jared, who is still wounded from the night before, I imagine his vest and his fancy red shirt are stained, though because it's a black and dark red combo, I imagine it's a little hard to notice, um, which is probably by design, uh, but I think uh, Jared, with, uh, with what scratch he has... Um, is going to treat himself. I think he's going to go back to that fancy suit shop that Felix took them to, realize it's too expensive, and then go to a thrift shop or something. (laughs) Yes. So the thrift shop is the clothing emporium run by Lucas. Mm Mm-hmm. And the window display has not changed. Not that you saw it last time. It's the same weird old vintage outfit in, in the window that's a little moth-bitten. Uh, there's a, like a few letters hanging loose off the sign. But, you know, there's clothes here. Mm-hmm. What are you looking for? What do you want? I, I think he's going to shop around some. And despite the fact that this is summer, yeah? It's hot and humid in the city? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I know that was like an early description. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Jared, um, to 
Not, not for any particular discernible reason. I think he's going to be shopping around for coats. I think eventually he is going to settle on um, a, a pretty plain looking duster. Nothing too fancy. If he wanted fancy, he'd be at the other place. So I think he's going <clears> to <throat> find something he likes in that category, throw it over his shoulder. And I think running his hand through his hair, I think he's going to realize that he needs... He needs a hat. Um, it's just a feeling that he gets every time he looks at his pillow after a stressful evening and realizes that he's he's getting old. And uh, his, his jet black hair is starting to kind of get that whole salt and pepper thing going. You know, for everything he's going through, that that is a, a nagging thing on his brain. So... I think he's going to, uh, I don't imagine they have, like, what do they have for, like, a hat rack or, like, a hat area? I'm going to say it's, like, a hat rack but shoved in a weird corner next to, like, some gloves mm -hmm. and pants. <laughs> and there's a bunch of, like, there's women's hats mixed with men's hats, all different eras. As oh, you're cool, looking so for this. thrift shop. Yeah, it's like a thrift shop. Weird. And give me a notice <laughs> check real quick. I will, I will do just that. Oh my goodness. That is a 13 of crows. As you're walking and, and hunting for this hat rack, you notice one of the mannequins isn't quite the same because it's human. <laughs> it's a man in a smoking jacket. It's a little patchy. Greasy, long, dark hair. Holding a pose. Acting like a mannequin as you shop. Awkward. What the fuck? <laughs> so Jared, at first, is going to walk by this man and uh, not engage. I think he's going to... Um, I don't think he puts that much time or effort into it. I think he knows what he wants. He wants... He wants a classy-looking hat. He wants something that the, uh, that the guild higher-ups would wear. Without much thought, he's going to grab the closest color to black bowler cap he can find. I imagine the fabric is cheap. I imagine it's it's a little worn around the brim. But I think he just picks it up for what he thinks it means. I think he's going to turn. And I think, is the guy still standing there? Yeah. <laughs> so Jared is going to uh, walk to pay for his purchases. I think he's going to pause for a second. I think he's going to look at the man. Do they... Do, do they pay you for this gig? And he snaps <laughs> and looks at you with this Cheshire grin. Ah, you found Lucas. I'm so proud of you. And he claps a little bit. <laughs> as He's just so excited that you found him. And he hops down from his little ledge. I own the store. So... Yes? No, what do we have here? Give it to Lucas. And he, like, does give me hands to look at whatever you're trying to purchase. Oh, so Jared... Uh, Jared, uh, takes a soft step back from the man. <laughs> uh, uh, kind of looks down at what he's, he's carrying and he pulls the duster over his shoulder and kind of offers it out. Uh, clothes. 
quick pause. Soft Step Back is my Alanis Morissette cover band. Anyways, <laughs> clothes. He takes first the jacket and he rubs it on his face a little bit. Oh boy. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> and he gives it a shake. And then he sticks one arm through it. And he pulls his hand out. I need $3 for the jacket. And, and then he grabs the hat. Puts it on his own head. It's a little big. Pulls it off. Puts it on again. Does a little dance shuffle. A ball change, if you will. Mm-hmm. And a dollar for the hat. Lucas requires a four guild script total. Yeah, Jared, Jared's going to stare at the man for a... Uh... For a moment longer than maybe he should, and then he's going to reach for his wallet, uh, which does not contain any mods. In fact, it contains 14 whole guild script. God damn. He's going to uh, reach in and uh, slowly count out the few uh, bills before handing them out kind of cautiously. Yeah, and do you know where the um, nearest cleaner is? He furls his brows. Cleaner? Yeah, someone who, you know, and he's gonna motion to the jacket that the man just rubbed on his face and, and try to, like, take it back slowly. Yeah, for the, uh, someone who cleans clothes. Oh, you don't have to worry. Lucas cleans self. <laughs> and he takes the money oh, wow. and turns his back and starts counting it, completely dismissing you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So, <laughs> so Jared is, uh... I think he's going to try to put the hat on his head. I don't think he's actually tested. Like, he doesn't know what he looks like yet. So he's, like, trying to adjust it in a way that feels right. Um, then he's going to look back to Lucas. So, so I, I can just go, yeah? Why else would you stay? Can Lucas help you with something else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh... Jared is going to shake his head. Uh, no, that's... That's, that's all right. What did you say your name was? Lucas. All right, all right. Well, you know, uh, thanks, Luke. I'll, uh, see you around. And he's gonna try putting the jacket on. I think he's gonna realize that maybe it doesn't fit as well as he thought it did, but he already paid. I don't think he's gonna make a fuss, and I think he's gonna get out of this fucking freak show. And in the background, you hear Lucas. Luke. Luke. I like Luke. Luke. Lucas likes Luke. <laughs> Luke likes Luke. And you hear him kind of like spinning through it a few times. And uh, Jared, worried that this man is going to engage with him again, is going to hurry up in his step. <laughs> We're going to say it's a little bit middle of the week now. Mm -hmm. We're going to start with Felix again. Hooray. We need to uh, brilliance you a little bit. Brilliance again? Brilliance forever? Yep. Forever. Okay, let's cure. That's brilliant. Woo! Um, so, yeah, you're welcome. Centering is... Is centering an academic skill? I don't remember. I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. I think it's tenacity. It's um, a social skill. It's a social... Okay, cool. Yeah. It's... Um, so that would be a 16 of crows. Damn! Fuck this brilliant shit. You're doing good. The the worst of the withdrawal's gone. You still hey. have a little bit of that tingling sensation in the back of your brain, like, but man, I could go for just 
Just one more hit. Not right now. Like, not right now. Like, tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, you know, if I don't have a pack today, I can have a pack tomorrow. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so you are, you're doing pretty good. Right now. <laughs> right now. Uh, well, since a lot of the withdrawal has come come off of Felix's face, um, he is going to try to doctor himself once more. Perhaps mm-hmm. it wasn't the leeches. Perhaps it, you know, wasn't the the coding he tried to give himself uh, to put him to sleep. Because uh, ghosts don't sleep. It's fine. <laughs> but we've already had an episode where we were dreaming. It's fine. Don't talk about it. It's fine. Um, canon now. <laughs> ghosts kind of sleep. Ghosts, kinda... ghosts are like elves. Uh, yeah. Ghosts uh, flit in and, ex- out of, in and out of existence and sometimes in people's dreams. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm making a doctor flip. So okay. that is, with a minus one, a 15 of crows. Why do you have a minus one? Because I still have a minus one, don't I? No. Okay, fine. Why would you have a minus one? It was a minus flip. Oh. Right. Well, the other way. Oh, well, that's not as great. Since you are no longer going through withdrawal, that withdrawal process only lasted as long as uh, you were indated. Oh, so it's not a minus flip anymore? It's not a minus flip. It's just a straight flip. Oh, okay. Well, then, yes, that that is a 17 of crows. Awesome. Yeah. How much would that heal you? Uh, So five is the doctor check, and then for every five over that. So... Hmm. One, that's three. How do you cure yourself? What is the thing that you find that helps? As terrible as it sounds, it would have been mercury. (laughs) Oh, he has the syphilis. Okay. (laughs) So, mercury, the cure-all. The cure-all. To everything. You're welcome. You take your healthy dose of mercury as we all do from time to time (laughs) and as the day wears on you realize i don't even need that pack tomorrow i'm i'm good however what you do notice is a really poor reaction to the mercury and you take three damage sweet i'm into it even dead this is not medicine Uh, because this was the time. Felix Dead Part 2. The Felix Dead Part 2. The Return of Putnam. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he missed him. Just screams in the background. You hear, like, a fire being (laughs) razzed. And uh, Alan. (laughs) Jared just recoil in pain. (laughs) They're like, what has life become? They're trying to resuscitate Felix so Putnam doesn't actually come into scene. What would you like to do? Um, now we're going to go see Belle. Okay. In the early afternoon. Because I poisoned myself and I'm a little sluggish now. <laughs> <laughs> so you go to the Rose and it's still early-ish. There's not a whole lot of people there right now. There's some enjoying a light sangria. Ooh. ooh. Exotic. Peach. White wine. Oh, where the fuck did they get peaches? I don't know. I'm dreaming of summer, but it sounds great. Oh, it's dude. the rose. They fucking fancy. They're enjoying their nice chill wine. Dennis is behind the bar doing his thing. There's no music playing currently, but you do sense <gasps> Belle sense and her. all her electric glory. I smell her. <laughs> I walk up to her. And you smell 
Electrify. <laughs> I fucking dare you. <laughs> oh, God. And, and she's there. You see she is sitting in the same booth that you met her the first time. She has a spot. There is a, a cane perched next to her. And there's a pile of books, of course. Her glasses, the half moon glasses, are perched on the edge of her nose. And she's sitting as straight as ever. But unlike last time, she seems to notice you sooner. But not because she's looking for you. It just every so often she looks up to check her surroundings. Oh, because she's paranoid. It's fine. Uh, at her noticing me, I will... Uh, do my my gentleman tip of my hat and pull it off and go to join her at her booth. She bows her head. Dr. Hyde, it's a pleasure to see you again. Uh, always, Miss Bell. How are you and your ionic vibrations doing today? She kind of sits up a little taller. Uh, forgetting for a moment that that's a thing that you can sense and you see a blush start to creep because what a personal detail just to launch into <laughs> i'm ready for you this time bell <laughs> <laughs> anime standoff let's do it um oh i'm farewell um although ionic i'm sure i have no idea what you're speaking of of course and not she... <laughs> of course not it's the it's the, the blue of your eyes. Don't don't worry. It's, a, it's an old British term. We have, we have our ways. Uh, and she like mutters, my eyes are green. <laughs> I come to you with some questions. Um, since the terrible happenings of a few, oh god, a few weeks ago at, at this point. It's been a year, but it's only a few weeks. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I've had some some interesting happenings. And Mainly, I wanted to ask you about your side job. And he'll kind of give her a, a little half-wink. How you learned your trade? Were you taught by someone? She looks down to her book, flips a page. Although at this point, she's taken off her glasses and has set them aside. As she fake reads now. I discovered my talents, as some do, on the trip over. As you seem to have a Uncanny knack to know. It was like a thunderstorm erupted in the middle of it. Not the oddest thing to happen on a train passing through the breach. Mine was a uh, similar experience, but a different sort of energy dispersal. But that is neither here nor there. I am asking because a certain... Can you call him my friend? For, for the purpose, I will call him my friend. Has come into talents and is very uncivilized with them. And I'm trying to help him. <laughs> and was hoping that you would have in your volumes of knowledge a kernel of wisdom to bestow upon me. Her usually stoic face breaks into a smirk like this is the funniest thing she's heard in a long time. But she regains her composure pretty quick. The best advice I could offer is patience. If you are the one to become his mentor, you will be tried in ways you never even fathomed before. It's like parenthood, but worse. <laughs> oh, patience is <laughs> not his uh, strong suit. I feel so personally attacked. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds as if you found a poor protege. Uh, well, However, 
there are resources. Well, there were resources. As she looks up from her book. I could be convinced to help. Convinced how? <laughs> he's he, he's going to try to maintain his gentleman smile, but like, come on, you dumb bitch. Work with me. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer to work in favors whenever possible. Perhaps a few lessons and down the road if I should need something. I know who to ask. Fair enough. Thankfully for you, I am a very resourceful, sort of ethereal being when I need to. I would have never guessed. At that, he will flash his blue bla- his blue veins. <laughs> Come at me, bitch. <laughs> Magic V cold, or lightning V cold, go. And I think she has the expression that moms have when they have a litter of children. <laughs> I'm bored. This isn't the most extreme thing I've seen today, and it probably won't be the most extreme thing I see this week. But just she just is a pretty flat affect, but does give a nod of respect towards you. And I'm going to do a thing. What thing? As I read on my hat, I'm going to tip it and give her the proper dignity that she deserves as a woman. Mm-hmm. And a dragon, because she a bitch. <laughs> and I'm going to caress the bottom <laughs> of her glass as I leave, chilling it with my touch, I flipped a 13 plus sorcery, so a 19 of rams and tomes. Oh, he ain't playing no games. I ain't playing no games. So she was drinking sangria as well. Were you purposely, were you trying to do it to be a dick or was that that passive aggressive dick of, I'll I'll chill your drink, but bitch, watch this. Uh, Yeah, it's more of a, here, I'll help you, but no, there's real power. She chuckles, which is a sound that she kind of hides behind her hand. It was wonderful to see you again, Dr. Hyde. Float along now. <laughs> Float along. <laughs> <laughs> He'll stand and salute like his good military boy training and, and leave. Hey everybody, Alex here, melting in the heat like a proper wicked witch. Let me give a big hey there to our Patreon donors. We have Brandy at our train ticket tier. We have Tyler at Al's Dime Novels tier. And let's not forget our Thorn regulars, Kyle, Haley, and Nate. I'll get you and your little dog too, my pretties. A keen ear may notice that in this episode, Felix learns about Al's magic cards. For the second time. Not to get into how the sausage is made, but there was a bit of a gap between those story arcs in terms of recording and some time between them being recorded and them being edited. Time makes the brain a little fuzzy. While editing, I decided to keep in this scene because we don't see very many Al and Felix moments, and I really felt like the scene explored the concept more than in passing at the three sisters. You can pick which one to be canon, or maybe both are. Our doctor is a busy man with more in his brain than whatever Al's up to. And let's face it, Al isn't always the sharpest tool in the shed. If you've been listening to Soul Searching, then you know how excited the cast is to start another storyline. Things are starting to heat up, and this prologue is the calm before the storm. Prepare for a whirlwind as loose ends begin to tie together. As always, thank you for subscribing, rating, and reviewing us. If you have a moment, please jump on your nearest soapbox and tell the world how cool we are. Now, let's get back to the show. 
we'll go back to Al. Al. Okay. Albertus Long. I think, or no, there was only one other thing that you specifically wanted to do, and that was to go visit Jared. Yeah, my good buddy Jared. <laughs> you gonna turn him into a woman too? <laughs> no, you just wait. So it's a whole new day. Beautiful. Birds are singing. The sun is out. It's not too humid yet. But give me the sweet, sweet brill check. I was about to say the brilliance is tasty. Ooh, that's good, though. That's good. Um, that is a uh, 12. No, yes, 12 of tomes. Wonderful. Having the comfort of all those sugar cubes, like some kind of fucking horse, <laughs> next oh, to you no. is Al nice. Oh, oh, Al's like a horse, all right. Oh, oh yeah. The <laughs> but um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you don't. Uh, there's a comfort there that you don't have to panic and rush to get your next fix. Mister okay. Lynch hooked you up real good with this stuff, so he's a good. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. He's got your back. Holy. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't feel the need to go dose up today and what would you like to do um i would so i would see if jair's like you know in his usual room i imagine he's got that the thorn right he's got like his usual room uh the last that you knew is that he was staying at the thorn or not thorn at, at the three sisters Oh, okay, okay, yeah. No, that okay. Then I'd go to. Oh, that's right. Nope, I remember now. Yes, so I would go to his room. Um, am I still like, like I know it's a new day, but am I still like hype and chipper? Oh yeah. Or am I you're, just like as oh, long okay. as you're under this euphoria state of brilliance, you are. Nice. Okay, so kind of like in the same manner of knocking on Felix's door, uh, knocking on Jair's door, just like you know, rhythmic. Probably gets lost in it a little bit, and he's like, "Boo, hey Jair." Jer, 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 are you in there? <laughs> He's serenading you, Jer. <laughs> so, uh, what time of day is it? What time of day is it? Uh, what time of day is it? <laughs> well, what time of day is it? <laughs> but seriously, what time of day is it? But hey, have you guys thought about what time of day it is? I assume. <laughs> is this? Are we, are we still going? Are we still... <laughs> <laughs> you can end it whenever, man. We're just waiting for you. Yeah, no, no. Uh, I assume like not like super early, but I, I assume to be pretty early because he just kind of gets up and he's like, "Yeah, time to start the day," and just like he's pumped. Okay. Go see Jared. He's like, "Yeah, Jared, where you at, man?" <laughs> Go like <look> Jared. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> maybe. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's 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 early, but. Not like 6 a.m. early. Maybe like 8. 8.02. Um, DM call, it's 8.03. Damn you, DM. All right, it's 8.03, Jared. I'm knocking on your door rhythmically. <laughs> Singing, Jared, Jared, are you in there? I would say Jared is awake. I would say he's dressed, uh, but I think he's sort of just uh, sitting at the edge of his bed. Uh, just kind of in a trance. So I think as soon as Al knocks, I think he's going to stir a little bit. I think he's going to wait to see if Al goes away. But if the problem <laughs> persists, he will uh, he will lift himself up, go to the door, and uh, open it up for his good buddy. 
one of these two ever learn? <laughs> you wait for him to go away, but he also waits. <laughs> so, uh, as the door, like, will open, there's a good old Al. He's just like, Jer, my man. How's it going? It's, uh, it's early, he states, instead of a proper response to that question. <laughs> Is it? I've been up for hours. Are you, uh... And, and Jared is going to uh, motion his hand as if trying to find a better word for this. Are, are you drunk? What? No. Why? You want to get a drink? And Jared's going to stare at him. And then Jared is going to nod. I'll go get my coat. <laughs> nice. Oh, hey, uh, before we go, you should, uh, you got any, you got any books in here? Thought we can, you know, give it another, give it another go. Huh? Give what a go, he's gonna ask. You know, the whole letters and stuff. <laughs> How about every word I get right, I get a shot? It, so Jared isn't gonna... <laughs> he's gonna restrain himself. Um, Jared is going to look around uh, for any... anything, any possible literature... I imagine Malifaux is one of those places that puts fucking Bibles in their hotel rooms, right? <laughs> no. You're in a fucking brothel. There's no Bibles here. <laughs> Excuse yeah. me. They could be religious. They, they could I be, but I, I doubt it. This, this is all dark magic and demons and shit. <laughs> True. This, I, well, hold on. This I whole don't, world I don't... seems antithetical my, to that old my, Bible thing. My headcanon for Malifaux is that it is this wonderful melting pot of religions because there's other shit going on that people just pay more attention to. So there's like, a, yeah. for me, there's a spattering of different cultures and religions and even like gender identity and stuff. There's bigger things going on than who you worship, who you fucking. So there you go. Yeah, because you could literally be killed by stepping outside your door. It's fine. People love it here. It's a great place to summer. <laughs> People, it's a great place to summer. Real quick, the because Felix gave or was that still like in his office? Because he gave that book to Al, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's his. I, yeah, like, that's yours. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No. So then, like, if if like you know, Jared's like looking around, like, whoa, what fucking book? And he's like, oh wait, yeah, no, no, I got that book. Uh, Felix gave me. I meet you at the bar. Jared is gonna give him a big old thumbs up. <laughs> I will I will meet you there. Nice. And he'll kind of like drum on his chest a little bit before running out the door. <laughs> awesome. So uh, true to his word, Jared is going to uh, continue to get ready, which includes taking 10 minutes to put his hat on as he just kind of stares at a wall. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's going to be the women getting ready. I was just going to be down there drumming on the fucking bar while he's up there <laughs> fixing his damn hat. <laughs> Gotta look cute. <laughs> I imagine it's it it's more like he's he's just kinda like has it in his hand and isn't putting it on. Is he disassociating like, a little bit? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> the trauma is real. We're laughing, but that <laughs> I <don't. laughs> poor poor chair. So, so yes, um he does make his way downstairs and finds a place next to Al. I imagine out like so like with I imagine he had enough time to fucking waiting on Jared. Uh realizing that sitting at the bar <laughs> trying to learn how to read wouldn't be in his best interest. 
So I imagine he would have gotten some drinks and found like a table in a corner. So he can kind of not be super obvious about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, like just like it was just final that looks like it's yeah at like secluded as possible. But he's mm -hmm. also so hype and chipper. I don't think it's going to end up being the case. But he's just like, oh, I should probably go on this corner one. Huh? <laughs> so I, I think Jared is going to sit for a minute. And then I think he's going to, uh, I think without asking, he's going to try to get a look at what the book actually is without actually showing any interest. So with that, Jared is going to uh, point towards the table all right, well, set it down. Oh, you want me to... To, to read? Yeah, yeah. no, uh, I just thought, no, maybe, like, warm me up a little bit. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's... This is uh the book. Uh, is there... I mean, am I, like... Do I make, like, a check for how well he does or something? Because that, that also... Because with the game that he's doing with Jared will depend on whether or not they end up drunk by the end of this. <laughs> yeah, so, uh... I'll either give it a letter suit check for Al or a teaching check for, or te teaching challenge for Jared. Um, either or. What do, what do you think, Ben? What, who, who do you um, think is going to be the bigger influence? Do you think Al naturally picking up some words or Jared's teaching style? I mean, normally I would say like, <laughs> like Al picking up like, well, you know, he's really focused. Al's really focused right now. You do have a bonus flip to Maybe, literacy, I kind imagine. of. Because it's an academic skill. I don't have plus an academic, do I? Because of your euphoria state. Oh, 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 then yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, no, I, I got this. I got this. Al's got this. <laughs> I got this. Don't worry about it. Oh, well, okay. See, look at this. We're fucking good. We're good. 11 of Rams. This passes. And it passes so well that mechanically, I'm going to give you literacy rank one. Look at that. How does how does this lesson go? Why is it that what works so well that it just clicks for you? Um, I feel like for Al, with it being that game, knowing that if he gets the word right, he gets to take a shot. And Al loves to drink. And, you know, he had his his uh you know, his day with granted it was a lot of Felix just like I feel like it was a lot of like, Al, you're dumb. Um, <laughs> but he had his time with Felix and he's like, okay, now this is my, this is my Jared day. And he's just having fun with it. And also just high and getting drunk at the same time. He's just like, the more I get this right, the drunker I get to get. So I got to get all of these words. That would be the morning we've gone through Felix, we've gone through Al, and then Jared. So I don't know that it would have happened right when yeah i don't know that it would have happened right when they were like doing their whole like reading instruction i think that jared would eventually track down al later in that day like in the afternoon with it being kind of fresh on his mind and approach al about uh maybe filling the hole in his pocket that all that fucking hat money left so where where would he find Al? Yeah, the three sisters. Like I don't imagine he's just like got like got them kind of okay, just hanging so out. Okay, so he didn't go far. Yeah, so Jared would approach him, and in typical awkward 
Jer fashion, um, inquire oh, about uh, some of the more recent bounty postings in town, because he assumes that Al is in the loop on these things. Came to the right guy. <laughs> so he's at the Three Sisters. Where is he? Like physically, is he just at the bar? Is he still at the table? I, you know, for sure, because I want to say he's at the table. <laughs> he's got the book. But, like, it's, like, where it's, like, kind of under the table. But you, you can see the book. But, yeah, he's just sitting there, just chilling. Okay, okay. So, Jared, um, I think he's going to have, like, taken a stroll. I think he's gonna... I, I don't think he likes spending time with the Three Sisters. Like, it's the only place that he has, but I imagine he gets out as often as he can, even though he doesn't have anything to do. So, I imagine he comes back inside, spies Al still at the table, um, and goes and kind of resumes his his former seat. I think he plants his hands on the table and drums his own fingers a little bit. And after after a moment of not really saying anything or introducing himself, so do you you still work period? What, uh, what do you Jer, are you you okay? Yes, he states flatly. Uh, I mean, <laughs> do, do you still go down to the bounty office and, and do that whole... Uh... Hmm. So, Al, like, with him saying that, like, quickly shut the book, he's like, Jer, are you trying to catch some people? No one in particular. Oh, shit, Jer. Trying to get in the game. I'm not trying Hell to yeah. get into anything. I'm, I'm trying to, uh... And he's, he's gonna stop drumming his fingers and kind of cock his head a bit. What I mean to say is <sighs> if there are any outstanding contracts that you happen to know about, I uh, am no longer employed by the guild. <laughs> Jared, no worries, my man. I got a guy you should meet. He's a little weird, but he's got all the best jobs. Come on, come on, come mm. on, come on. And he's gonna kind of immediately sound like he's regretting this but but he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna muscle on oh no yeah and then al like you know skippily like and happily ahead of, i imagine this just looks like al like it's like a, a super happy kid and like it's his, his dad walking behind him just like please slow down <laughs> i keep forgetting that he's high as a fucking kite <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I will lead him to, uh, Alth uh, Bel no, Althazar Bonds or Balthazar Bonds? Balcazar. Balcazar's Bonds. Uh, yeah, see if he's got any, uh, just, you know, little jobs they can, they can do. The place has since opened up since the rat infestation. Balcazar Bonds was never a place that was, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's never been busy with clients, necessarily. Like, you're not fighting a bunch of bounty hunters. There's a lot of people moving stuff big guys moving boxes mm -hmm. and what they're moving you don't know you know not to ask and in this big empty warehouse there's this single desk and then there is Atticus sitting in the chair his boots are on the table crossed ankles watching as you come in twirling his mustache of course he is and then Al arms wide open <clears throat> of course walks in Addy 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 what's going on my man 
How many times do I have to tell you it's Atticus? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is this is uh, it's my boy Jared. Looking to see uh, what kind of jobs he got. It's not like you to bring a friend. Yeah, well, you know. I don't. Times are changing. <laughs> no? Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what kind of job are you looking for? At this point, his boots hop off, and he pulls out like a pile of papers from one of the drawers. And Al will kind of like look back at Jared and in a hushed, but also not hushed at all. Uh, to Jared's like, Jared, you trying to kill somebody? So uh, Jared is going to shake his head. I'm just looking to make a couple script. I don't really have a, a preference towards all uh, all this. And he's going to motion around the office like he's kind of not so keen on being here. And then Al kind of like shake, or nod his head. And he's like, no, I, I get it. I get it. It's might come as to a surprise, but uh, I was nervous my first time too. Uh, Addy, let's start off with something easy, huh? Yeah, all right. And he like seems super disinterested as as you guys are discussing, I guess. <laughs> it's less of him being a dick and more of him just concentrating as he's reading. And he pulls out a few <laughs> and then shoves the other ones in, in, in the drawer and looks at the few that are in front of him. And finally decides on one as he whips it out. He kind of waves it around in the air a little bit. Got a guy here. Goes by Kendall Sterling. Looks like he ran out on his bail. If you could bring him to me or 300 scripts, we could call it a day. Uh, I'll just look back to Jared. He's like, huh? Sound, uh, sound like you're up for it? Jared is going to nod. Sounds like a job, which is why we came here, so... And he's going to kind of motion back towards Balthazar. Do we need to know anything else for this? Or do we just, uh... He looks at you, clearly confused that you're asking such a question. What do you want to know? So, uh, Jared is going to shrug his shoulders. I don't know. Most of the time, the... You know, the... And he's going to pause a bit? Uh, not that I would... You know... And he's going to look to Al... Well, don't you know how this works? Uh, well, I mean, I, I usually just grab the paper and go. Jared is gonna sigh <laughs> and shake his head. All right, then just grab the paper and let's go. All right. Addy, you know where we can uh, find the guy, though? What does he look like? He's been known to frequent the rows. Makes a loud noise till he gets kicked out most of the time. Usual sort, though. Tall, dark, handsome. I'm told he's quite the charmer. I, at this point, too, he also, like, puts a finger at his chin and folds it to, like, make his own butt chin. Like, is that one of those, you know? <laughs> does that help at all? Ah. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that does it. That does it. I hope he doesn't have one of those, huh? And he, like, kind of, like, does the whole, like, you know, using his pointer finger in his thumb, like, as if he's brushing, you know, a mustache. <laughs> Atticus just looks at you. Get the fuck out of here. All right, finger guns. Like, let's go, Jared. <laughs> so, uh, Jared will walk out with Al, um, and he'll he'll pause as soon as he feels that they're out of like earshot of the man, and then ask. So, how do you normally start these things off? Well, Jared, I'm gonna be honest with you. Normally, I find him. You know, now that I think about it. I just usually tell them I'm here to catch them. Then they start running. And then I catch them. 
probably shouldn't start with that, huh? That's see, Jared. This is this is why you're here. So, so Jared's just gonna start walking. <laughs> All right, so we're going to the rose, and uh, he, he looks back to Al, and and I guess we'll just take it from there. You get to the rose. It's early, or early afternoon, or early afternoon, early evening, and the crowd's starting to get a little more as rambunctious as the rose really gets. There's some music playing. It's a lovely harp, as lovely as harps can be. <laughs> It's a little bit more crowded uh, as you make your way in. You notice there's a, a cluster of women at the bar. Again, they're well-to-do women, but they are clearly fawning over somebody. Weird. I'm standing over here. <laughs> Come on, Jared. Let's see uh, what all the fuss is about. Jared is going to adjust. Uh, he's going to adjust his jacket around his shoulders. Look to Al. <laughs> Lead the way. This is your show. Ooh, the Alberlong show. Here we go. <laughs> Give him his private show. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is now the Alberlong show. We have to change the name and everything. <laughs> Spin off. Um, so yeah, I will. Uh, <laughs> I will weasel his way in to see uh, what they're crowding around. Uh, they are crowding around a tall, dark, handsome man with a beautiful butt chin. His eyes are piercing blue as he is loud and disorderly. And Dennis, the bartender, seems very frustrated at him. But he's like, ah! I am a top-rate criminal. You may have not have heard of me. Gonna... But I assure you, I have pulled off some amazing heists. Uh, if Jared's, like, close enough, like, Al will kind of, like, you know, nudge back and goes, I love it when they boast. It makes them look real dumb when we catch them. Jared is, uh, gonna, gonna look at its partner now. Yeah, you, you think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got a plan, all right? I'm gonna go in, you know, give the old schmoozy schmooze, the, get the, the attention, what? and then... You know, the, 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 look, Jared, Jared, come on, just pay attention, man. All right? And then you're going to come up from behind and just knock him out. Huh? With your big old... Big old Jer hands. <laughs> your dukes. Your, your big Jer hands. <laughs> Jer, as you get a good look at this guy, a quick question. Is Jer more one to remember faces or names? Or their voice? Or does it really not matter? Does he just not really care to remember people? I think it would be voice and demeanor. I think faces blend together for him, and I think he doesn't care to remember names. But I think just a person's general attitude would stick out. As this man is bragging to this flock of women. It's gaggle. Gaggle of geese. Gaggle. Gaggle. And I'll talking to you and just this, this kind of whole situation, it strikes a familiar chord. You know him. You have helped bail him out before upon the insistence of Brecca. You know that he is a part of her gang, so to speak. That she actually technically has a troop somewhere, usually. That's why it was kind of weird that she was asking you to help to begin with. But uh, seems as if this man is off making trouble again. Do as you will. Seeing this and letting it sort of internalize for a minute... 
Jared is going to look back to Al. So you just want me to hit him, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Let me grab his attention first and you just kind of sneak behind. So Jared is going to kind of crack a smile at this and he's going to nod. Yeah, all right. And then so I get like, I guess like in the middle of uh, Mr. Kendall's sentence boasting about himself, Al kind of like, you know, bump in there is like, oh, well, surely you've heard of me then. You know, Albert Long, huh? His leaning against the bar, his elbows kind of behind him as he's holding up a glass of something dark, probably a bourbon. And he looks at you and is just like, what the fuck are you? Your worst nightmare. Uh, Batman. So uh, Hal, trying not to look uh, wounded <laughs> by uh, <laughs> uh, he will um, he'll like kind of like you know just uh, well I don't believe I stuttered but uh, name's Albert Long, the Albert Long, uh, and then he'll kind of like look around to ladies. Some of you may know me as Mister Long. And there's a few of them that giggle. They've read your books. They've read your Some books. of the more salacious ones. Yeah. And seeing the challenge happen, Kendall like sits up a little taller, a little less hooligan. Sorry, I just wasn't paying attention the first time. Why should I care who you are, though? And he kind of looks you up and down, judgingly. <laughs> well... You must, uh, not keep your ears open then. I'm, uh, kind of a big deal around here. I'm, uh, you know. I'm the guy. The guy. He's like, uh, I'm not sure I'll tell you this, <laughs> but I'm the guy. <laughs> yes. Oh, God, I love this. <laughs> the owl off. <laughs> You've got, uh... I guess an impressive crowd. Uh, I've seen more than this on a slow day around me, but uh, yeah, kudos. Usually, circus freaks attract a bigger audience. Ooh. And he takes a sip, and like at that point, just completely starts to blow you off. He turns back to the women who are kind of giggling at the sick burn. Sorry. Ladies, <laughs> ladies, who's gonna join me first tonight? <laughs> well. I mean, with the amount of stamina someone you've got, they might eat you to the turn within the hour. So, okay, so Jer's gonna try to come in for the rescue here, because uh, it, it seems uh, needed. <laughs> punch him. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, so Jared, uh, all this time, has been trying to listen in, but kind of s trying his best to follow Al's plan. Um, being inconspicuous is not one of uh, Jared's couple talents. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say because where is he? Is he around like a round table or like was there actually a way to get around him? It's just a crowd. I mean, you can push through the crowd, get to the other side if you okay. wanted. Right now, his back is up against the bar, so to get to him, you'd have to push through the semicircle of women. There's maybe four or five of them. If his back's up against the bar. Could Jer, with no real regard for uh, anybody else, just go behind the bar? I mean, there's a bartender back there who's going to be a little fussy, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, well, that, that's it. 
So yeah, I, I think Jared is going to uh, have made his way behind the bar and is uh, keeping most, if not all, of his focus on this dick-measuring contest playing out. Give me a notice <laughs> with disadvantage. Or not with disadvantage. Give me a notice with a negative flip, please. You got it. Which is just disadvantage, right? Yes. Yes, okay. Oh, that is a five of masks. As you no. <laughs> line up, as you're listening to this mm-hmm. dick measuring contest, you don't hear the sound of the gun, but you certainly feel the double barrel pressed up against your back. Oh, jeez. Son, I'd kindly ask you to get to the other side. He's gonna turn around with this disgusted look on his fucking face. Fucking Jeremy. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um he's not going to keep his voice down, but I think he's going to make an attempt at it. Okay. He's he's going to jerk a thumb over his shoulder. I ain't here to fucking rob ya, and he's going to try to point towards the conversation happening. You know you got like a mass murderer in here. Guy over there talking to all those women and he's going to kind of gesture again like now looking towards the man. Uh Guy's a fucking war criminal. Tried coming over here and, and Jared's done with this fucking excuse. He just waves it off. He tried. <laughs> He's already done with it. Give me a deceive um, then. Oh, I don't. But that's the thing. I, I think he, he gives up. Okay. I, I think he gives up. Um, Pointing to the guy. I'm going to go bag him and then I'm going to be out of your hair. The shotgun stay is trained on you. It's, it's low to make a low profile for all the rich people so that they don't see a big scene. But it, it would aim true. Oh, no. <laughs> then do us all a favor. Take him outside. Handle it there. We don't need that sort of ruckus around here. It, it's a bar, man. He's, he's, again, he's going to give up. He's not <laughs> going to fight this. So Jared is going to... Because the guy's back is to the bar. Um, is he within Al's line of sight? Yes. Jared, not trying to keep a low profile, but not trying to alert the man, is going to lift his hand, hoping that Al will at least look over. I I imagine if he's, like, behind him, the only thing I'm worried about is Al thinking this is the, like, it's go time signal. Because <laughs> Jared's just behind the bar and just his hand goes up. If that's what happens, fucking do it. <laughs> yeah, like if that's all Jared does, he's back there and his hand goes up. And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" And he's gonna like approach the guy, uh, and he's gonna like he's gonna place like a hand on his shoulder and he goes, "Hey, why don't you um do a favor for me?" Uh, it will give him like a brief moment to just like say something back. He doesn't. He he takes that time to look at you. Uh, and then with that, um, kind of like within the same movement of saying it. Uh, then he'll say, he'll, uh, go in for a headbutt and say, go the fuck to sleep. Go ahead and give me a melee. A melee challenge, please. Now that's, that's just might, right? Or is that, um... There's actual melee skill. Oh, man, got that. Or melee okay. or pugilism. Either or. Oh, I have neither. It's a shame. Of that's the one who does. Um, <laughs> so it's just a straight flip. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Um. Well, that is uh six uh six rams then. Your heads collide, 
And your head hurts mm -hmm. just as much as his does at this point. <laughs> you you kind of yeah, reverb and bounce off that. each other. And he looks at you, holds his nose, which is now bleeding, and doesn't wait and just books it. Leaves his drink and just tears out of there. Uh, before, like, trying to, like, bolt after him, Al, hands up in the air, look right at Jer. What the fuck? <laughs> So Jared <laughs> is gonna give Al this this fucking look before uh, turning back to the bartender. <laughs> Do I have your your permission to go take care of this? He's like, as long as it's out of my bar, get out of here. So Jared, uh, now with the ability to do so, is going to give the bartender a tip of the hat. Before I think Spencer's been fucking waiting for that. <laughs> um, I don't think he's gonna hop the bar because I think that's too much resistance. I think he's gonna run back the way he came and try to get after this guy. Okay. So I want you both to give me a notice check. I want it at disadvantage. Because one of you's hurt. One of you's is kinda of pushing through a crowd. Oh well that's good. Way to hog all the bad flips. Okay, my mine wasn't much better. Uh, my my lowest was a seven of masks. Okay. Mine is a two of rams. <laughs> so if this were a TV show, right? We see <laughs> we see our two faded book it out of the rose. That that was the fucking signal. The signal. For what part of the plan was for you to headbutt the guy? <laughs> and we see them book it down the street and there's Ken pressed up against a wall in an alley as they run by hiding in the shadows using his sleeve to kind of bat at this bloody nose muttering to himself great now I'm out of a slightly darker black suit <laughs> and for now this bounty is still on the loose So that's what our brave faded were up to. Oh but meanwhile, meanwhile, Kyle, are you still with us? Oh, I'm here. I'm right here. Ain't going nowhere. The docile docents have a compound, a budding baby compound in the eastern slums. We see an apartment building of sorts to the, to the left on a corner. And then next to it is the beginnings of a church. The wooden frame is there. There's some seats. There's already a... What's the word? Not a pedestal. The thing oh. you... Podium. Pulpit. Podium. There's a podium there. Although there's nothing on it, but it's clear that there are services that have began here. It's late in the evening. Why can't you sleep, Barry Valentine? Barry is sitting up. And he's kind of holding his his face in his hands. And he spent a lot of time between the shop and the the compound and also occasionally over here. And I think he's kind of been having this recurring dream. Not so much a dream, not so much a nightmare. It's been very unpleasant, um, but it's it was about his parents about his upbringing 
and about a lot of the utter disappointment that he faced, that he still faces. He can't seem to quite escape it. He'd hoped that this would be a better start for him. Hopefully it isn't another misjudgment. In this apartment building that you live in, that's, that's a part of the compound, because of course you live there. Of course. There's a, a floor or two of bedrooms, but like this, this apartment building has been really kind of transformed where it's more barrack style. And below on the first floor, you know, there's a parlor and a library and there's a kitchen. Uh, it's very bare bones. It doesn't fit a whole lot of people. Right now, you know, you're sharing a room with about 25 people and they're looking to expand, but very first thing I have to do is make that church. So you hear some snores and then you hear some, some talking in the hallway. It's distant, but you do recognize it as who you know as the message and the soul. I think Barry will try to not rouse anyone. Um, and in doing that, he'll kind of gather up his few things that he keeps on him. Uh, most of the stuff he keeps at the shop. Um, but he'll he'll throw on his, his work apron and... Uh, tuck a rag into his um, back pocket uh, and move towards the door while he's getting his shoes on maybe to hear a little bit more about what they're talking about you hear uh, did I say the message or the mouth you said the message the message okay I meant the mouth you hear the mouth in the soul okay and you hear the mouth you hear his German accent coming through and say magic and then you hear the soul's gruff voice. Are you sure? But you can tell they're walking away. Hmm. Uh, so this sounds like an opportunity. Um, he's, Barry's been looking for his chance to really show that he can, he can make a, a big positive impact for the docents. And... They sound like they need something done. And that's exactly what Barry wants to try to do, whatever it is that they need. Uh, but he's not too... What's the word? Uh, he, he doesn't like to put himself out there too much. So he, he, he'd rather hear more about what they're trying to get. And maybe, maybe surprise them and bring them before they even realize. So you follow? Yeah. Barry gonna do a follow. Barry gonna do a follow. I won't make you do a check. As you follow them, they go down the stairs and they seem to be making a shop in the parlor. The mouth is not being quiet. The soul's trying to, trying to hush him up a bit. And as you peer around the corner, you can tell Nathaniel is beat up, which honestly, not the first time it's happened. He has a hard job. He goes and stands in the corner and and tries to inform those poor souls out there about how doomed we all are and that we need more help to save the day. Some people aren't too kind to that message. But he's really shaken up. The, the soul, soul's this man who appears older than he is, a little gray, a little scraggly, but he's always been friendly. 
And now I get to talk to myself for <laughs> a hot second. <laughs> nah, Seeker, I'm positive. And you said her name was Delilah? Yeah, Delilah. But she said she had, she had the key. Nathaniel, you're not making any sense. Are you sure it wasn't the same streak thug from last time? Her name is Delilah. And she has the key. We need her. Okay. All right. What does this Delilah look like? Maybe the thought has already seen her. And then he proceeds to explain or describe this African goddess. Tall, young, beautiful, but terrifying. He describes her having dreadlocks that are a mix of black and purple and she has these white eyes that glow purple when she's angry and wears these clothes that are tattered but beautiful and sheer that are black and it's the only thing he can really describe it as is tribal but he, even then he like he, he, it's not quite the right word he wants and that she has this prominent crow skull necklace that she wears she stands out to say the least yeah Olin we need her so I imagine Barry is kind of like around the corner, kind of like a kid looking, like waiting for Santa Claus um, at Christmas. And when uh, Olin starts describing uh, Delilah, he instinctively kind of grabs for the rag and he just sort of starts like nervously rubbing it, but it's not quite out of... Uh, fear it's a little mix of fear but also an exhilaration of this is this is the opportunity he was right this this is what he needs to do and and they go on to, to, to talk more and you realize it's not really you you heard the information that you need you you can sit and listen for a little bit more but they kind of move on and the soul's trying to console his friend and is trying to kind of patch up the the damage that he suffered do you set out for your quest immediately, or do you wait till morning? I think he'll take he'll take a little time. Um, so I'm I'm sorry. Where did you say they were? Um, were they like in the the mess hall or they're in the east slums? Oh, oh. Or no, sorry. Uh, they they were in the library. Part oh, in the library. Yeah. Okay. Well, th that's fine. Um, either way, it's it's an area that Barry can do what he does best when he has something on his mind, and that's clean. Um, He's picking up books, putting them back in their proper spots, um, Dewey Decimal and all. Uh, and <laughs> as soon as you enter, they are silent. And it's, it's not that you're unwelcome, but you can tell that whatever they're discussing ends. And they, they nod and give you a proper greeting, of course. And then they kind of go off talking about the last speech he gave. And it's very mundane. Oh. I was going to say, <laughs> he, he might have get, given uh, a quick, curt little, like, nod to them or even said, Evening, Nathaniel. Evening, Olin. Fine night. Uh, I'll just be over there. And he just kind of walks very briskly over to the corner away from them. <laughs> just like, yeah, oh, I, I, I know I'm not exactly welcome over here. <laughs> so. <laughs> they, they definitely don't kick you out either. Uh What's been nice about the docents is that everyone's welcome. It has been a pretty warm home to you. 
after probably cleaning for a couple hours, um, he'll he'll head back over to the store. Um, and so it's probably pretty late or even really early in the morning at this point, um, which doesn't really matter because he can't sleep. And uh, he'll pick up some of his stuff and uh, I mean, we can edit this however, but I, I put in that he had um, like an Axton pistol. Okay. Um, it's kind of kind of dusty. Doesn't look exactly like it's used a whole lot. Kind of looks like it's a little more for show than anything. Um, but he he'll pick that up, put it in a holster, and he'll go through the the books for the day. And the when he sees Martin, which I guess would be one of his employees. Um, come through. He won't say anything. He'll just slap the book closed and head out and, on his search. It'll be about midday before you see her. And I, I'll say that, Barry, you do a good job of seeming nonchalant. The people who care to know know that you're a part of the docents. They blend in with everyday life, at least the ones that want to. You're not a a mouth, so you're not giving out speeches, you're not lecturing people about the ways of the docents. So you're able to kind of breeze through town without so much a second thought. No one's too concerned about Barry Valentine. And you're, and you're wandering and searching, not quite sure where to look. You wander about town, and you pass by Doc Oliver's, who's really the only practitioner for the public here. And you see a woman matching the description and she's limping but her head's held high and you can tell that even though she's wearing this very revealing outfit there's bandages around her chest and her stomach as she limps along she's ahead of you it would be obvious if you wanted to reach her it would take a chase down um, I think he'll want to keep her within eyesight, but I don't think he wants to try to catch up to her. Um, at least find out where she's going, uh, where she, you know, calls her her homestead, and uh, then surprise the uh, the leaders with uh, the wonderful news. As you're following her, she first seems to stop at storefronts. At this time. The sun's going down. The storefronts aren't even open, but she's looking through the glass as if window shopping. And this is where I want you to give me your first stealth check. Uh oh. If you do not have stealth, it'll be a straight flip. Oh, um, I got a 10 of. What is that? Mass. mass. Uh, 10 of mass and an ace of crows. So, yes, you shall take the 10. You blend. Yep. And, sh- and she continues her marching. And you see her pass by the rose and the thorn, glancing this way and that. If you're in a position to, you see her smirk a little bit. And then she limps onwards. And go ahead and give me another stealth check. Am I doing the, the positive flip again? Or okay. Yep. It's evening, but I like it. <laughs> uh, I got an eight of rams and a queen of rams. 
a lifetime of being unassuming. Yeah, yeah, that's that's Barry. <laughs> Quiet, maybe a little meek. Easy to blend in with the shadows. You're used to it. She continues her march. And at this point you recognize it's as if she's looking for somebody. And the last place she seems to walk by is a row of brothels in the western slums. And she doesn't stop at any which one. She seems to contemplate each in passing. And give me one more stealth check. So that is a queen of tomes and a six of rams. So a 12, uh, 12 was it? 12 of tomes and a six of rams. (laughs) As she turns to walk back towards Malifaux, Malifaux proper that is, she walks right by you and you think, wow. Wow, look at her go. And it's it's an awe. You, She's not even throwing around spells or anything of the sort that Nathaniel the Mouth talked about. She just oozes power. <laughs> oozes. Yeah, no, I think Barry would, like, when he first sees her, he's definitely excited about being able to do something for the docents, but it's also seeing her for himself kind of gives this he is he is a little in awe of her presence and it's maybe slightly enamored with her just like following this this beautiful creature and I mean not not going any further than just really saying that he is purely in awe of who she is and this presence that she gives off but it it was fear at first and now even though the fear may still be there somewhat it's definitely more of a positive in awe than anything else if that makes sense (laughs) it does you follow her to one last place it's an apartment building across from the guild enclave. Uh-oh. And she opens the door without touching it. And you follow her up the stairs. And you still, you're so sure. She hasn't seen you yet. There's no way she could have seen you follow. And you see her stop as you peek around a corner in front of a door. And she raps gently pressing one palm to the door. And in my head, there's now a glass on the door that says, Dr. Felix Hyde, dead, do not disturb. (laughs) But she then coos gently. Felix, darling, let me in. And we'll end there. (gasps) (gasps) Delilah, this bitch. This bitch. This bitch. She thinks she owned me. She don't own me. You don't own me. I own me. her. Uh, yeah. Well, that that ran a little long. I'm sorry, guys. But thank you for staying up that little extra half hour with me. And Kyle, yeah. thank you so much for joining. Mm-hmm. I hope that wedded thank your you palate enough to join us for a few more episodes. Oh, I suppose. You suppose? I suppose it can do that. Are you guys excited? Hey, yes. Maybe you can come on a bounty yeah. with me and Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry it didn't end well. 
Are you kidding me? That was fucking wonderful. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Shit's funny. Um, well, okay. Let's say goodbye, guys. Bye-bye now. Goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey everyone, it's Alex. One more time. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review us. Do you want to stay in touch? We'd love to hear from you. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SoulStoryPod. The cast is on Twitter as well. You can find Moose at Moosifo, Spencer at SpareBearTheMeek, Bam Bam at HotBam with three M's, Logan at KOTL of the Light, and you can find me, your Fate Master, at Roll for Alex. <laughs> <laughs>